Welcome to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. In this podcast, financial planner Peter Raskin helps families and business owners understand and prepare for their wealth journey. Along the way, thoughtful and detailed planning can provide clarity and confidence as clients confront a multitude of financial decisions. Listen in as Peter shares stories and insight into people's wealth journeys. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to Wealth is in the Details with Peter Raskin from Raskin Planning Group. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm fine, Eric. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I am uh, still social distancing. I'm still working from home, which I have been for seven and a half years. So, <laughs> you know, is that because I've, you don't like anyone, or is that because people don't like you? It's, I don't want to talk about that, Peter. This is not that kind of podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to hurt my feelings right off the bat. I get it. Okay. Um, yeah, I. But I will tell you this: I'm so proud of myself. I have showered twice this week. That's new for me. Oh, good. I'm so happy to <laughs> hear. Now that my Thanks wife's working from home, she's like, yeah, exactly. She's like, no, look, if I'm working from home too, we're going to up your showering schedule. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I, I shower on almost a daily basis, Peter. I'm, I'm very good. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> All right. So how are you guys holding up? We're fine. It's uh, yeah. also working from home. Staff mm-hmm. is working from their respective homes and uh, we're getting through it. You know, we don't, it's, yeah. we don't have a choice and it's the right thing to do. So that's what we're doing. It is the right thing to do, and I hope everybody listening to this is is taking certain things that are being said on the TV with a grain of salt. It, it is, uh, and certain things they weigh heavier, meaning it's not over. Please don't think it's over and everybody's just going to go out and have a great big group hug because it's just not over yet. So Yeah, it's going to uh, take I, some I time. I hope that you're, yeah, please be safe, be safe, be safe. And uh, I appreciate the fact that your team is working remotely and they're being very efficient doing that. And uh, that has all to do with technology. And I know today's podcast is about technology as well. So why don't you introduce our audience to what we're talking about today? Yeah, the title that, that I gave it is it, Technology uh, to Stay Organized, Provide Clarity, and to Enhance Communication. And those are the areas that I, I'd like to talk about today. Working from home is actually a privilege. And that's the way we look at it, it is uh, we're able to work from home. We have uh, two of our kids also here with us, studying from home, entertaining at home, communicating at home, and all that. We're given that that privilege because of of uh, technology yes so we're able to order groceries and clothes and computer rink and and even prepared meals you know we can do mm. that all from our kitchen table yes. uh, it's pr- pretty amazing and uh i think we're going to be doing it for a bit longer i do want to give a shout out to to all those that really enable us to work and study from home those mm-hmm. that are stocking the grocery shelves delivering our mail uh, the things we order online, repairing our appliances. Despite this, over the last few weeks, we've had some appliance issues, and we've had people have to come in and fix that, and they're out working. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so um, there are people that are really putting their lives on the line, and I just wanted to make sure we we recognize that, and uh, especially our healthcare workers and, and those that are keeping us safe, like policemen and firemen. You know, I think these things are really important to all of us. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I, I like that you brought up technicians that, you know, repair people, because a lot of people think frontline workers, firemen, policemen, nurses, doctors, and, and that's all very important. And, and I would say that's probably the most important. However, um, so is having a refrigerator or a freezer. <laughs> right. If you have one of those go out, right? I mean, that's, I mean, you, you're, you can't 
We're not in the 1800s. We're, we're not having people uh, deliver us blocks of ice for our ice box. Uh, we, we have to have those, those appliances run. And one of the major furniture stores here in, in Omaha is Nebraska Furniture Mart, not giving them a shout out by any means. Uh, but the fact is they are one of the largest furniture companies there is. Well, my, my big chair was kind of broken. Uh, and so I looked at, well, is there anybody open? Well, they're open, but they're not allowing anybody in the store. So you can still order stuff and you can pick it up at their dock. Um, if you need furniture, if you need a freezer, if you need a refrigerator, so they still have people working, uh, but it's minimal staff and you're not allowed to go into the store. So it's nice to see that, that they're still supplying those things, even though they've just changed the way their business is. And I think technology allows us to do that, obviously, because I was on their website browsing for chairs, you know, and, and I thought, well, maybe I'll buy one. And I decided not to, Peter. I fixed my own because I have to sit in a chair before I buy it, but that's just personal. <laughs> so <laughs> right. if I needed a refrigerator, I would have no problem going click purchase now and I'll pick it up or they'll deliver it to your door. So yeah, um, yeah fantastic. I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the repairman because again, such a needed service. It is going forward, uh, not just over the next uh, few weeks or maybe even few months or longer, but how this is going to change our world. Yeah. I think technology in general is a tool that makes our, our lives better, safer, more efficient, healthier. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, technologies like the wheel or the printing press or, or even the gun, the light bulb, you know, the mm -hmm. computer. Uh, they, they can all be used for, for the good or for the bad. These are the ongoing challenges that we that, that our societies face is how do we work with these technologies to help us move forward? So I think it's important that we pick and choose what's important to embrace and to choose those things that make our lives better and safer and more efficient and healthier. So yeah. today, what I, what I thought I'd do is just share some of those electronic technologies that we think our clients should really consider embracing, especially from a financial planning perspective. I think there'll always be people that are not going to embrace these kinds of changes. They're skeptical and that's who they are. They're fearful of the unknown. So I'm hopeful that this podcast might help some people understand these technologies can be good solutions, to potential problems. Peter, not to bring a downer to this podcast, <laughs> not to be right. not to be negative Nancy or, or whatever you want to call it, but uh, technology and security and and all that it's not easy. Uh, I work with a few people that are that are tech people. Uh, they work in technology. They are IT people, and they are constantly having to deal with people that are trying to commit fraud or trying to hack a system. And honestly, we live kind of in a dangerous world and lives are at risk a lot of times when you're talking about hospital security, when you're talking about, um, you know, elderly folk being taken advantage of. Uh, there's there's a, a huge issue with that. Um, and I, there's there's always risk out there. So with technology, I think that the more advanced we get, that's great. However, there's still the more risk there is, the more things we let take over. So in other words, like a plane that's flying purely by computers, what happens if something, you know, glitches out, right? <laughs> we'll hear glitches during this podcast just because we have a connection over thousands of miles, Peter. But what happens if that happens in a plane or if that happens in a in one of the self-driving cars? I know that's a, a hot topic or it was a few months ago when people were actually out traveling. But I, I think that there's a real concern there. Whatever technology we're, we're talking about, whether it's a electronic version or a, a more mechanical version, you know, there's a risk to everything. 
walking across the street. And, and I don't mean to be cavalier about it because I consider myself a cautious person. But I think it's really important to, to appreciate the actual risk of doing or not doing things understand that some risks are greater than others. And we have to understand what the ramifications of that risk is. Uh, so around technology and how it helps us from a financial planning perspective, I think the risks are fairly low. That's my sense of it. And the professionals that we speak with and work with, the IT professionals, also tell us that. So we're not mm -hmm. talking about airplane we're not talking about flying airplanes or doing a laser surgery here. Mm -hmm. We're talking about financial risk relative to technology. Yeah. And I think there's a risk and reward. You know, people have mortgages, people have credit cards, they have bank accounts. And if you've got those things, all of those companies have your information in computers. Yes. There is risk that their systems could be compromised. But they've taken as best a precaution they can. They've got whole teams mm -hmm. that are doing that. And I would recommend, frankly, that you work with, that our listeners and clients work with well-funded financial service companies that can afford the latest and greatest IT protection. Very true. Absolutely. So you can decide to, never, to, to not use your bank's services, but is that really practical? So I think most of us have decided that this risk-reward balance is a worthwhile adventure. There's a level of trust in our financial institutions that we have to accept that they're going to protect us. If they don't, frankly, you're going to take your business and go elsewhere. And if your information is compromised, and it has happened, so credit card companies have been, suffered from issues. There are consumer protection laws that provide a certain amount of protection to the consumer. I think you have to mm -hmm. keep all this in perspective when we're talking about about uh, money, about the electronic capabilities that are available to you, and actually deciding, is that worth the effort? Is it worth the time and energy? I think cybersecurity is vital, and I think we need to understand it, and we need to take advantage of protocols and the securities that are available to us. This is a podcast, a future podcast that I that I do want to, to talk to our listeners about, which is really focusing on cybersecurity. I think it's really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, there are certain things that ensure the consumer against certain things like fraud and, and people getting your information and taking money out of your account. Uh, there are things that are put in place to ensure that that doesn't happen, or if it does happen, that, that finances are replaced uh, due to certain things that the banks have implemented and, and security that the federal government has also put in place. Compare that to having $200,000 you know, in your closet in a shoebox. If you have a house fire, that's it. It's yeah. gone. There is no insurance to say, hey, by the way, I had $200,000 in cash in my closet. That's not going to happen. You're not going to get that replaced. So even if there are things that do happen, there are things in place that help us recover from that. I agree. I 100% agree. Part of being secure, frankly, is to be thoughtful about the access to the websites that you're trying to access. You know, having passwords that are complicated oh, yes. and being diligent about it and doing the things you need to do on a regular basis that can provide you and enhance your personal financial security. So one of the things that I wanted to talk to, to my clients and listeners about is utilizing a, a password manager. 
and there are a number of them on the marketplace. I'm not going to mention the names of them today, but please reach out to me and I can tell you which ones I specifically use. But the idea that um, one should be diligent about passwords, uh, that, that, that they should be complicated, and that, that none of them should be the same is pretty accepted philosophy around security. You're going into your bank account, you want to make sure that password is special to you. So making sure each password is unique for every website is really is vital. The problem, I think, is that when we've got so many passwords for so many websites, it becomes impossible to keep track of them. And, and that mm -hmm. raises everyone's anxieties. So, you know, we, we know we should use longer passwords, we should use numbers, we should use special characters, and we should change these over time, and they should not be the same. Yes. And the question is, how do you manage that? One of the answers that I've been told I think is really helpful is to use a cloud-based password manager. By doing so, mm -hmm. all you have to do is remember a single password, which gets you into the, into the password manager. You input your URL, the website that you want to enter, the username, and your password into that website. It's all encrypted, and you can then um, access that password and username wherever you are on whatever computer you're on. Uh, it can automatically fill in your username and password when you when you enter the when you go to the URL. Mm -hmm. uh, you can easily make changes to that website. Uh, it's really a great tool. And so storing those those passwords uh, in a cloud-based uh, technology is is actually really secure, um, much more yes. secure than actually writing down on a piece of paper or a book all your passwords, just like your money can be mm -hmm. stolen, so can your passwords. Uh, that book can be lost. If you're traveling, you just don't want to take that that with you. Uh, and, and these these password management manager sites are really useful. And I would strongly recommend that you look into them. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And I have something to say about that, Peter. I may be in a slightly unique situation just because um, I am part of two different companies. I own my own business. Plus, I when I do coaching and consulting, um, I use a lot of different websites to help my my clients. And so in total, while you were talking, Peter, I just jumped onto my password manager. I have 111 different passwords and different websites that I go to or, or different uh, things I use those passwords for. 111. There's absolutely no way I'm going to remember all those. There's just no way. Uh, so it is. It's incorporated. And the other thing that I will say is that um, if you have a significant other uh, or you have adult children, one thing that is very, very good is my password manager. And, and again, I won't say the name of it because, Peter, I'll let you, you know, talk to your clients about that. But um, I can actually access my password manager with my thumbprint on my phone. And most of them do that, I believe, now. But it's very important to have the other adult in your life or adult children. Maybe you make sure that they can unlock your phone with their thumbprint as well so they can get into your password manager just in case something happens. Uh, because that's another part of the entire planning process. If something were to happen to you, do your loved ones have access to everything they need to have access to? And so having that that person that you trust be able to access that password manager is very, very important. So it's not all locked. Away. Yeah, absolutely. From an, an estate planning standpoint, that is vital. It's so important. And I've done that as well. It makes everyone feel so good and secure when, when you do that. 
So along the lines of um, accessing websites, a lot of people, I think, most of our people that we're talking to have, have embraced the idea of online banking. I think it's, it's really the only way to bank these days. Most companies want you to use their online services. Uh, but I find that not everyone is utilizing all the services that are available. You know, there's check writing, there's auto payments, there's, you can wire funds, you can order checks, you can make deposits. The, the fewer trips I need to make to my local bank, the better, especially exactly. in the situation that we're finding ourselves now. You know, a robust uh, online banking website gives you really all the services that you need the vast majority of the time. So I set it up to, for automatic drafts as much as possible. I have my... Uh, all my bills, my utilities, mortgage, telephone, all that drafted automatically from my accounts, my mortgages, my utilities, mm -hmm. you know, all of that. You know, in an ideal world, I'll never have to actually have to write a check. But I know that is impossible, but I, I use that, the online banking, as much as I possibly can. And the other thing I want to say is that it really is much safer to turn off paper statements. Because you want your information secure. If they're delivering statements to you in the mail and it's sitting in your mailbox on any day, uh, there's the possibility that someone can come and take your credit card statements, your bank statements, and that's just mm -hmm. more information that they need than they need. So I think if you yeah. turn on electronic statements and not get the paper, you've reduced your risk. Yeah, I agree 100%. And, and most of us don't just aren't diligent on shredding, you know, documents that we should be shredding. So even if you get it and you get your mail right away, a lot of times people just throw it away into the trash without it being shredded. And that's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So the next um, technology that we've used is actually a financial planning software that Raskin Planning Group uses to manage our, our clients' financial planning. In my opinion, utilizing this software provides our clients with with a great experience mm -hmm. it helps them get organized it helps them access information quickly and by having that at their fingertips they feel more organized because they are their situation their financial circumstance becomes more clear and that's what people want they want clarity and that clarity allows people to make decisions so our software, I think, is fantastic. It's usable. It's very user-friendly. It's appealing from a, an aesthetic perspective. And it's easy to use, or at least as easy as possible. <laughs> it's doing a lot of complicated things. What we try to do is have our, all of our clients who are doing, doing planning is to actually connect their financial accounts to our software, our planning software. It's a daily download that we're getting of account balances. We can't do any transaction, but we're getting account balances from their bank, from their investment provider, from their mortgage company, and also possibly from their credit card company if they want. So again, just we mm -hmm. can't do any transactions. All the information is encrypted. So it's as really as secure as possible. There's access happening but it's no riskier than having an account from at a financial institution because they've already got your information in computers. So it's no riskier than that. And the advantage is that our clients can see everything in one place from different investment companies, different banks. They sign in into 
the website, hopefully through their password manager, and everything appears. They see it all in one place and they feel organized. Mm -hmm. We can also input all the cash flow information like income and expenses and their estate plans and their education assumptions and future transactions. All of that can be put into our modeling and then they can run reports. And, and, and we are able to communicate with them nice. how their future might play out over time. So it's a really nice tool. Yeah, also, the website offers a vault and it's an electronic vault. So it allows uh, the client to store documents like tax returns or estate plans or pictures of their passports mm. or business agreements. And the vault is cloud-based and it's secure. They can, they can get it from any device. It's also a secure way to upload information to us. So if they want to get us a, a current tax return, they can upload their tax return to their website in our financial planning software, and then we have access to it. So it's, it's a very secure way to, to transfer information. Got it. Another tool that's available to us in our software, but also available uh, from many other vendors, I shouldn't say many, a, a few other vendors that I would recommend, is uh, a budgeting tool. I find that most of the people that we're working with really want to feel like they're in control of their financial world. Again, back to that clarity, they want to feel confident that what they're doing is, is right and they're meeting their goals. To me, what's vital in that is understanding your cash flow, your inflows and your outflows. It's really the first step in building a relevant planning model that looks into the future. So, you know, we see a lot of people that come to us yep. anxious about how and where they spend their money. And that's because they don't know. So I don't want to pass judgment on that. I really don't. I would say the vast majority of people don't know where and how they're spending their money, but there are ways to track it. And utilizing our software allows you to build uh, a cash flow model that's accurate because it's using what you've done in the past to predict what might happen in the future. And this eventually reduces anxiety. So to me, you know, mm -hmm. when we talk about budgeting, I think about it as dieting and no one wants to be dieting. <laughs> it doesn't feel, ah. it doesn't feel good. <laughs> and no one wants to be on a restricted really. budget. Uh, <laughs> and frankly, no one, but no one wants to spend the time looking back at past bank accounts and their credit cards and categorize all that spending. So one of the things that we recommend is mm -hmm. that clients don't think about recreating what's happened in the past, but think about going forward and use this to, to begin building a, a good estimate on mm -hmm. how, you're, how you're spending money. The first thing we do is we connect your credit cards and your banking and checking and savings accounts to our software. And that means all the transactions on a daily basis are uploaded to the website. And again, it's information only, we can't do any, any, uh, any transactions. So I, I want to give a couple of examples. You've made a connection with your credit card and you go out and you spend $100 at the grocery store, say Whole Foods, uh, and you categorize that expense from Whole Foods as groceries. That's the category you choose. And going forward, anytime you spend money at Whole Foods, it will always be categorized as grocery or whatever category makes sense to you. Oh, nice. Uh, you go to the movies. That can be categorized mm -hmm. as, as, as an expense for entertainment. Or you buy books on Amazon 
that can be categorized as books or, or education or however, however you want, whatever is meaningful for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can connect your checking account and checks may take a bit of additional work because who you write the check uh, to may not appear as a transaction. So if you're writing a check for $115 to your housekeeper, for example, this is what we do. <laughs> the software doesn't recognize who the check is written out for, but it does recognize that it's $115. And what I've done is I've categorized that $115 as an expense always charged by my housekeeper. Got it. All right. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So there are ways to track this going forward that just aren't really that difficult. One of the things that you have to commit to is at least once a week or every 10 days is spend, you know, 10 to 15 minutes looking at your transactions because you might want to recategorize things. Mm -hmm. And over six to 12 months, if you're doing that on a weekly basis, you'll have a really good idea about your cash flow, what income and what you're spending your money on. As far as categorizing, I think uh, the fewer categories, the better. We want to track things that we, we can really that make a difference. Uh, I think you want to track your discretionary expenses more diligently than you you track your uh, non-discretionary expenses. You know, tracking entertainment or sporting events or movies, I think is is more helpful than tracking heating, your heating oil, your electricity, your mortgage. Those things are out of your control. You know what that's going to be each and every month. It's that discretionary, those discretionary expenses yeah, that are, yeah. are hard. Or um, another example is if you've got two homes, I think it does make sense to keep track of your expenses for homes separately so you can see mm-hmm. what the carrying costs for each property are. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, so this budgeting tool really helps you understand what's discretionary, what's non-discretionary, and then you can make changes if you need to. So a great tool. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, just a couple more items. I find for myself personally, I really appreciate uh, the electronic calendar. Oh, yes. (laughs) Those of us that use it, I think really see it as a great tool. I calendar as many things as I can, especially things I want to do. I put it in my calendar. There's an alarm that goes off. I get a reminder and it just helps me remember that that's what I need to do. Whether it's making appointments with medical providers or cleaning the garage once a year or, or spending time reviewing my insurances or clarifying beneficiary designations. You know, I try to calendar as many of those things as possible. And mm-hmm. uh, most of the email systems, Google, Outlook, Yahoo, uh, all offer calendars that can be used in that way. So I, yeah, I would strongly recommend it. Peter, I couldn't agree more, and I'm not going to promote anything necessarily, but personally, I use Alexa, you know, so we, we have Amazon prime. We, you know, we use amazon.com to order things online to, to get them shipped to us. And, uh, a while back I bought some of the little Amazon echoes. Uh, so we have Alexa in multiple places in my house and for my own sanity, it has been fantastic, Peter, because I can just say, Alexa, add milk to my shopping list, which I did yesterday because we're, we're low on milk. And she goes, I've added, I've added milk to your shopping list. And it's now it's out of my brain, right? Now I don't have to worry about it. Now I don't have to think about it. Um, I, can, I can ask her, hey, what's on my calendar today? She'll tell me all my appointments. I can add appointments. I can set alarms. I can say, hey, remind me about blah, blah, blah. And guess what? She's going she's gonna to remind me that in, in an hour or two hours or whenever I tell her to do that. Because my biggest thing, and I think a lot of people 
face this is they're thinking about something, they don't take time to write it down, and then they forget about it. So this has helped me be way more organized because I don't have to think about writing it down. When I think of it, I speak it out loud to my little creative box. <laughs> she takes a notation for me and then reminds me later, and I don't have to worry about it anymore. So that has been a huge thing, just a shift in the last six months for me personally, that what a big help that has been. Eric, I love the, the way you described that. I think the less we keep cluttered in our brain, yes, the more efficient we we become. And a lot of these things when I'm talking when I'm talking about budgeting, this is no fun stuff. I mean, there's so many other things I'd rather be doing. <laughs> I don't want to clean my garage, but I want a reminder when to do it by just putting it into the calendar. I don't have to think about it until it's time to clean it. To me, it reduces my anxiety and stress. <laughs> I don't have to yes. remember things. And uh, yep. so I wanted to mention calendars, alarms, reminders. Use the technology that's available to make your life better. That's the Absolutely. thing I'm trying to get across to our listeners. Finally, the last technology I wanted to talk about today, and I'm sure almost everyone's using it, but is, you know, these video conferencing technologies. I've been using it for a few years now. So it's been really important to business for us. Uh, that's how we, we talk to many of our clients because we've got clients all over the country. Social distancing uh, is a current necessity now. I don't know when we'll start being able to meet with people. I'm hopeful soon. And I really do miss talking to people in person. I, I miss yes. meeting with my clients and friends, certainly members of our community. I love having meals with people that I love, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. breaking bread with friends. Absolutely. It's just one of my favorite activities and we can't do that. So nothing replaces that. But video conferencing, I think is going to become more, even more relevant and prevalent in our society from a business standpoint, as well as just our personal um, interactions. It's, it's very efficient and it's pretty darn good. I will also say, while the phone is a great way to communicate, I think seeing people is really important. So it's mm -hmm. not as good as in person, but I think seeing people's reactions, seeing them smile or frown, or even be distracted you know, in a conversation, I think it helps us just Maintain that connection. And I think that's what this is all about. How do you stay connected with people? And I think that the video conferencing is a great tool. Um, if we're having a scheduled meeting, likely you're gonna get a, uh, an invitation from us to actually speak and talk via our computers. So just a, a fair warning. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. And we do appreciate everybody wearing shirts and, you know, being, being dressed for these video conferences. Uh, we, we've seen a lot of uh, funny videos lately online where people are getting distracted during their business meeting and, and uh, doing things that they shouldn't because they forget they're on video. They're funny, but let's not have them happen to us. All right. Yeah, I, I should do a we should do a podcast on um, on on video teleconferencing etiquette. Yes, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> and we should do a video uh, podcast with that, and we can put it on YouTube, and, and uh, we'll, we'll show people what we're talking about. Maybe we, I'll, I can uh, show them examples of what not to do. That, that might be funny, or maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't do that, Peter. Right. <laughs> hey, Peter, we are low on time today. Is there any closing thoughts for today? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, just um, thankful that, that we're, again, uh, able to, to stay working and helping our clients get through this this unique circumstance that we're in uh, and technology is, is really helping this and i think you know that, that more and more of our 
of our interactions are going to be around technology. We will have clients that aren't going to embrace it all, and that's mm -hmm. okay. So I've been doing this, this kind of work for 35 years, and frankly, most of the time we didn't have this technology available to us and we were doing planning. So we'll, we'll meet our clients where they are. We just encourage them to utilize uh, the resources that are available to make their lives better. To that end, uh, we think they're going to find clarity in their financial planning world. They're going to feel organized and they're going to feel more confident that they're able to, to get uh, home uh, wherever that home might be in their financial journey. That's great. I appreciate that so much, Peter. And I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. You bet. And to the listening audience, I want to say one other thing before I close this out. This is the time. Okay, this this truly is a time Peter hasn't said this, you know, on this podcast, because he doesn't necessarily like to promote himself a whole lot. He's very humble. However, I will say this. We are in a, in a situation right now with social distancing and not being able to go out and do the things that we're normally doing. You have some extra time. Let's, let's face it. We all have a little extra time on our hands. This is a great time to kind of hit that reset button and tackle some of these things, whether it be starting to calendar items so you can get them done, whether it's uh, looking at your budget and, and starting to do that, even though it's a little bit of a daunting task in our minds sometimes, this is a great time to do it. We can kind of hit the reset button on where we're at and most likely... Most likely, you're not spending as much money right now because of the fact that you're not able to go out. So what a great time to be able to look and say, okay, this is what I could possibly do and reach out and call Peter, have that conversation and just uh, let him help walk you through that process using the technology that he's been implementing in his company and his business for the past 30, 35 years. Um, they've got it down pat. So I'm just going to plug his, his services because, well, I, I know him and I trust him. <laughs> and I know that, I know that, that he's somebody can definitely help you in this situation and you've got the time to do it. So let's do it now. And the last thing, I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, to the Wealth is in the Details podcast with Peter Raskin. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Peter comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And again, this is a great one to share with your family so you can get them all on the same page. And maybe we can do this budgeting thing together and we can all come out better in the next few months than we ever thought we could. Again. Thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Raskin Planning Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Peter Raskin is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Securities offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker, dealer, member SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Sagemark Consulting, a division of Lincoln Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Affiliates and other fine companies. Raskin Planning Group is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. 
you may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.